Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy, your go-to source for health and wellness discussions from one of our country's leading motivational speakers, Kathy Robinson Pickett. And now, without further delay, here's Straight Talk with Kathy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson Pickett, and I'm a woman with something to say. Um, I've missed you guys over the summer. We took a little of a break and to try to just let everybody have a little vacation time and just breathe. Boy, it seems like the summer has gone so fast and here we are. It's August. Some kids are going back to school already. Uh, it's just crazy how fast the year is flying by. But today, we're going to talk about tobacco and all sorts of tobacco, whether it's smoking tobacco, chewing tobacco, dipping tobacco, spitting tobacco, smoking a hookah, using snooze. I don't care. It's all tobacco and none of it's good for you. And oh yeah, e-cigarettes. Gotten a lot of emails about those lately too, so we'll have a little conversation about that there too. First off, those of you that follow me on my Facebook know that tobacco is a big part of what I do in my personal life or professional life, whichever life it is that I do it in. Um, it pays the bills lately. I teach a lot of tobacco as cessation classes, and I really enjoy doing that. If you've known me for any amount of time, you're going to say, Kathy, how in the world did you get into tobacco? Because we know you never smoked. Well, you don't always know everything about everybody, but no, really, I never did smoke. So tobacco actually wound up on my plate because it became part of my job description at Florida Southern. Um, we were running the Healthy Campus Program and AHEC, an organization that I've worked closely with for many, many, many years in the state of Florida, received some tobacco education money and said, hey, would you like to teach your peer educators to go in and talk to kids about tobacco? And so we did. And I really enjoyed doing it. I felt like we were reaching these kids at a really young age, sixth grade, hopefully before they'd ever smoked, and giving them some great information. Well, about the same time, AHEC got some cessation money too and said, hey, would you like to teach stop smoking classes for the college? And I was like, hmm, I've never smoked. I don't know if anybody will listen to me, but I'll try. And so there's actually a lot of reasons why I never smoked. There's one really main reason. <laughs> it's so stupid. But you know when you're a kid how things imprint on you? And I grew up in a small town in North Florida, Jennings, the last exit in Florida on I-75 as you leave the state. And one day when I was about 12 years old, I went to a tobacco farm. Everybody that lived in Jennings either lived on the farm or worked on the farm or knew somebody that lived on the farm or worked on the farm. And my daddy was the preacher in town. So anyway, I wound up on this tobacco farm and these boys put these big old tobacco worms on me. If you have never seen a tobacco worm, they are gross. They're huge. They're green. They ooze, ooey, gooey, slimy stuff to stick to the leaves. And these boys were throwing on me in my hair, down my shirt. They were chewing up those green, grimy, yicky, yucky worms. So that's the main reason I never smoked. There you have it. But at any rate, um, Nova and AHEC were great and they sent me to a wonderful program at Rutgers in New Jersey to get me all taught up on how to teach people how to quit smoking. And well, 
I just started doing it and I actually really, really enjoyed the work. And so even though I left Florida Southern, I continued to teach shop smoking classes and uh, actually a whole lot of them these days. And I enjoy so much the work of being able to see someone make a huge life change um, that I know may not give them quantity of life, I don't know, but I definitely know it's going to change their quality of life. So let's talk about tobacco. First off, if you're listening to this program and you don't smoke, but you're concerned about your kids and how you would reach them and the things you should say to them, the tobacco talk needs to be 10 years old. Because people in my classes all tell me they stole their first cigarette from somebody's purse about the time they were 10, 11, 12 maybe, and that's when they had their first cigarette. So if you haven't talked to your kids yet about tobacco, now is the time. But if you're listening to this program and you smoke, Maybe you're a closet smoker, maybe a lot of people don't know you smoke, or you dip or you chew, or maybe you just do hookah, and you're saying, maybe it's time for me to give this up. Well, let's have a conversation about that. First off, some of you listening have no idea what hookah is. So, hookah, imagine Aladdin. Think of the big water pipe in Aladdin. Those of us old enough to have gone to college um, in the 80s, we would have called that a bong, for sure. But anyway... They're water pipes that um, you put Turkish or Indian or flavored tobacco in. Actually, the tobacco is never lit on fire in a hookah pipe. And people think, ah, see, um, this can't be very dangerous. It's not burning the tobacco at all. Nope, but something is lit on fire in that hookah pipe, and it's a piece of charcoal. And it's down in the bottom, and they put a screen, and they put the tobacco on it. And people go into these big hookahs. They're fancy. A lot of them have big old pillows on the floor and wine and chocolate cake, and it just feels exotic. Well, when they first opened the hookah bar in Lakeland, and I was at Florida Southern, in the first couple of weeks, I have kids coming to my office. Miss Kathy, what's this on my lip? Miss Kathy, what do you think this is? And guess what they had on their lips? Great big honking cold floors. And guess where they'd all been? They'd all been to the hookah place. I won't name the place, but it's a hookah place, and it starts with a P at the end, and sounds like place, but not quite. If you're in Lakeland, you know exactly where I'm talking about. At any rate, they'd been to the hookah bar. And what had they gotten? They'd gotten herpes cold sores. The reason is that they may have even had their own mouthpiece to put in that pipe, but they had just inhaled the saliva and the spit from the last 50 customers that had used that pipe. And guess what? Icky, icky, ickiness. You do not want to be sharing a water pipe of any sort ever for anything you may be smoking in it, and certainly not for hookah. What I'm really concerned about in hookah is that charcoal that's burning, you're sucking that in. Now, we have people in Florida, particularly where I am, die every year when there's a hurricane because they light their charcoal grill up in their house when they have no electricity, inhale those fumes, and die of carbon monoxide poisoning. So hookah, the tobacco piece, most people that do it don't do it very often. It's still not a safe thing to do. What I really want to concentrate on are the things most people do, and that's smoke, chew, and dip if you're in the South. First off, the first question I want to ask you is, what is the relevance of you quitting smoking? Not really that's not the question. We know the relevance of you quitting smoking is what? You feel better. Lord knows you save a lot of money. Health-wise, your kids are proud of you. 
your your coworkers are proud of you. You're not sneaking around, hiding around places, all those kinds of things. There's tons of pluses on why not to use tobacco. But what I want to ask you is, what is the relevance of you still smoking today? Today, in 2013, when we know all the health facts, we know it's not good for you, we know what it can do to you. Why are you still smoking? Because there's a reason. It's different for everybody. For some people, it's for stress. For some people, there's comfort in it. For some people, it just feels time because they're bored. They don't know what to do with themselves. Some people, it's just pure habit. They light up. They don't even think about it. They don't even know really why they're doing it. For some people, and more people than not, it's this. Those cigarettes, that tobacco, it's been your friend. For some of you, you started really, really young. It's been there through marriages and divorces, through deaths, through good times and bad times, through celebrations. It's been there all of the time. Longer than your kids have, longer than your spouse has, longer than your dog has. It's been there and it's been your comfort. So the first thing people have to realize when they give up tobacco is there is a grief process that's going to happen. You are giving up something that's important to you. That's the first thing you have to think about and the first thing you have to prepare yourself for. Now the classes I teach, I teach two different types of classes. One's called the Tools to Quit. It's a two-hour class. You come in, we kind of pump you up, we give you some information, we help you make a plan for the next two weeks, and we get you to pick a quit date, and we give you two weeks of nicotine replacement, patches, gum, lozenges, whatever it is that you think you need, and we send you on your way. And that's really successful for some folks. Most folks, the six-week class is a lot better bet. It's kind of a cross between a support group and a class and you get homework or you kind of work your way through the, the process of the emotions and the feelings and, and the fears and the positives and the negatives. That way, for me as a teacher, I think is, is a way to go. The reality is most of you listening to this may not have options of either one of those two things in your area. So this is what I want you to do. If you're listening to this and you're ready to quit or you want to think about quitting, first off, send me a message on Facebook. I'll get you some help. I'll get you the things you need to help make yourself a plan for sure. I want you to make yourself a plan. I want you to think about a day that you can be ready for that to be your quit day. For most people, you need about two weeks to get there. In that two weeks leading up to it, I want you to get real with yourself. The first few days, the first three or four days, I don't want you to change the way you smoke at all. I want you to do one thing. I want you to write down every cigarette that you have. Make a little check mark. Or if you're using the e-cigarette, I want you to mark that down. If you're dipping or chewing, I want you to mark that down. By the way, for my dippers and chewers out there, one can of Skull is the nicotine equivalent to five packs of cigarettes. In some cases, oh boy, there's a lot of nicotine and loose tobacco in the skull. So, you know your high, high dependency on that. We're going to work on a plan for that too. As you start working on that plan, those first few days, you're going to count every cigarette you smoke. Two reasons why you're going to do it. You're going to break it down by time so you can pay attention. One is, you want to be conscious. You don't want to be just randomly smoking cigarettes and not even realize you're doing it. 
And number two, you want to be honest at exactly how much nicotine you are taking into your body. Because usually most people smoke a good bit more than they think they do. After you do that, for the rest of that first week, I want you to cut back by one-fifth. So if you smoke 20 cigarettes a day, which is one pack, I want you to take four away. So that means you smoke 16 cigarettes a day and no more than that. However you want to do that, you get to that. Same thing with your dips, with your chews, with your e-cigarette. You cut back. Then the next week comes along. Number two, I want you not to smoke anywhere where there's a roof. You can't smoke in your car, on your lanai, in your house, on your porch. can't smoke under an umbrella if it's standing up. Okay? No place where there's a roof. So just by doing that, you're going to have cut back a whole bunch. So that when you get to your quit day, your mind is wrapped around it and you are ready to go. I also, during that second week, I want you to clean the stuff up out of your house. Get those, those ashtrays washed up, put up. I don't see you got to throw them away, but you got to get them out of your sight. If you have a smoking area on your back porch where you have a big can and everybody congregates, got to get that cleaned up too. Because when you get to that quit day, you don't want to be triggered by all those smells. Okay? If you're doing this alone, somebody in your house smokes and they're not about to quit, but you're really determined and you're going to try, then I want you to have a long conversation with that person. I want you to say, listen, I'm not pressuring you to quit in any way, but I need you to support me. So I need you to not smoke in the house. I need you to go away where I'm not seeing you when you smoke, at least for the first few weeks, until I get myself set and ready. Most people are going to say yes. Most people are going to agree to that. And most people are going to try to support you. And if they don't, well, we got some other problems we need to talk about too. As you get up on that quit day, I want you to understand whether you use patches or lozenges or gum or you try Chantix or Wellbutrin or you just go cold turkey. All those ways have benefits to them and distractions from them. But the bottom line is the biggest determination is inside your brain. It's the choice that you make. It's the time to say this is for me. And you get on that wagon and you ride that horse down the road. Is it easy? No. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But can you do it? Absolutely, you can. 100% you can. For those of you that may be social smokers, you don't smoke a whole lot. You only smoke when you go out. You only smoke when you drink. You know, people have all kinds of different patterns. Stay out of those places for a few weeks. It's amazing how quickly this can take effect. What I will tell you is the changes that begin to happen in your body begin to happen so fast that you're shocked at how well you begin to feel and how much better your life begins to be. I'm not one of those persons that holds up the lungs and says, look at this, or has the people on the oxygen and all the things. You see all of that on TV. The questions you're asking to yourself right now is, how is this relevant to me? What will this mean for the quality of my life? What will this mean for the quality for my children and my grandchildren? What will this mean for my pocketbook? Those are the questions you start asking yourself. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I have a Facebook group online. If you friend me on Facebook and send me a message, I'll drop you into it. It's Kathy's Awesome Quick Group. I promise you, you join that group. Folks in there are going to help you, support you. If you are looking for help, if you are in the state of Florida, we have tons 
of free classes, free material, free nicotine replacement, you can call the number 187-QUIT-NOW-6. That's 187-QUIT-NOW and then the number 6. If you're in another state, if you look up online, quit stopping programs, quit smoking programs, stop now programs, all those different things, there's tons of free, free, free stuff out there. Look for those resources. Get the help that you need. If you need help talking to your kids about this, I have tons of material. We're going to post up on the Straight Talk with Kathy Facebook page, so you can go there and look. So if you're not friends with us on Facebook, it's Straight Talk with Kathy. You go there and you like the page. You can friend me personally at Kathy Robinson Pickett. You can email me anytime at straighttalkwithkathy at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at straighttalkpod. I promise you, if you're trying to make this life decision, I'm there with you, and I will do the best that I can do to try to help you. Until next time, be the boss of your brain.